What's up, y'all? And welcome to another episode of Mental Mixology, the mental health podcast that is here to make you feel a little less alone. And today I have a friend of mine who I actually just recently met, um, honestly, like probably two years ago. She's in the military. She has moved to California, so I don't get to see her as much, which is a little unfortunate, but she has decided to join me to talk about self-love. And I think that this is a really good topic because in this day and age, especially after COVID, you know, a lot of our life is on social media and they talk about how, you know, people today have felt more alone than they ever have. And I think self-love is a really good remedy for something like that because we all battle with it. And it's really hard to be able to have self-love, to be able to know that you need it. Because a lot of people, you know, you get comfortable in life and you get in situations and you think you're fine until you reach a breaking point per se. So I have Mackenzie on here to basically just kind of talk about her story, what she went through, what she learned, and to just help give everybody some insight on what self-love looks like and the fact that you might not always have it, you know, it comes and goes. So Mackenzie, I'm really excited to have you on. If you want to introduce yourself to the people. Yeah. My name is Mackenzie. I go by Ken's or Kenzie. Um, I appreciate you having me on here. It's crazy. I feel like uh, I've known you my whole life, but really <laughs> when you kind of touched back on that, we've only known each other for like two years, three years. That's so mm -hmm. crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about my journey. I feel like most of my journey has stemmed from resiliency and has also stemmed from a lot of like heartbreak that led me to situations where I had absolutely no choice but to love myself. So, you know, how did you know that you were struggling with self-love? Like, how did you even know self-love was a thing? Yeah. Um, so I actually, it took me a while to realize that I was struggling with self-love, but a few things that I was doing was I was self-sabotaging. Um, I was constantly just talking negative about myself, about situations that I would be in. And then I found myself always people pleasing. I was the yes guy. I was always mm -hmm. like, you know what? Yes. Because I didn't want to be that mean person or I didn't want to come across like, oh, I'm going to make them upset. So I was always people pleasing. And that was when I truly realized what the heck, like I should be putting myself first. I should be loving myself versus putting people before myself. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing too, is especially when you get into people pleasing and you're so, I don't want to say so far gone, but it can stress you out. And then that basically just gyrates that negative self-talk because you're stressed out, you're bogged down. You don't think you can do anything right. And that's when just like the negative starts, thoughts start flowing. Right. I don't know. With my experience with it, I think that they almost work in tandem, to be honest with you. Mm. So was there a certain life experience that started triggering all this or like when you started to see this happening within yourself or after a couple of years, did you just notice it? Yeah. Um, so actually, I lost my mom in 2020 unexpectedly. Um, and through that time frame of me grieving the loss of my mother, I was also like coming out of a long term relationship with a great guy. Um, it just unfortunately didn't work out, but I was that person or he was that person that I would lean on when I was grieving my mother. So I initially was grieving both of them. And, you mm. know, when you're in a relationship or a long-term relationship, you get comfortable with that person. Like 
all your effort goes towards that person, they eventually become your priority. And you, you get to that point where you don't even realize that you're not even prioritizing yourself at times. Mm-hmm. Um, so going through those like traumatic events and when I didn't even have him to lean on, I didn't even know who I was at a, like, as a person without mm-hmm. him. And that's surely just where my journey started was, okay, I need to toughen up and I need to figure this out for myself. Yeah. So how, how long of a gap was there when your mom passed away and then you and him had broken up? It was less than a year. Oh, wow. Less than a year. Um, I mean, of course there was like ups and downs to that relationship and we were trying Mm -hmm. to figure it out. It wasn't going to work out, but for like the whole time span, less than a year. Wow. So did you basically go through the grieving process and then once... Basically, once you had gone through your loss of your mother and then you broke up with him, was it right after your breakup that you're like, something's off, like, I'm not feeling myself, I'm not happy, or did it take some time after your breakup to realize that? I just didn't know who I was as a person. I didn't know my hobbies. I I just found myself where, where I had no sense of who I was. Mm-hmm. And that's just, I mean, that's where it started. It, and after the breakup you get into that like okay who am I without this person and mm-hmm. what do I need to do and you don't know mm-hmm. you just you don't know so do you think you didn't you didn't know yourself before you got into this relationship and then going through such a big loss and then losing the relationship you realize like I didn't have this to begin with, or do you think that you maybe had it, lost it through the relationship and had to regain it? I think kind of both, because as you go through a relationship, you're kind of not the same person you were in the beginning of that relationship. Yeah. So I would say like, I lost who I was in this, from the start of that relationship, but also I wasn't, I never had that chance to figure out who I truly was because I was in that relationship aside from what I was already thinking I knew going Mm -hmm. into that that makes sense yeah 100% so what were some things that you were dealing with that just made you realize like you hadn't had that self-love like so people can see you know commonality of like oh like she's going through that that's something I'm dealing with yeah um I didn't have any hobbies at all Mm -hmm. I I'm gonna I'm not I'm not gonna lie I didn't have any yeah (laughs) Um, I think we all go through that honestly yeah I didn't have any hobbies um I always found myself just wanting to stay inside I Mm -hmm. wanted to um you know a lot of people look at self-love being a journey where you have to do it on your own Mm -hmm. um so I was kind of looking at it like that like I wanted to shelter myself inside I wanted to not go out and be with my friends I felt like I had to literally sit inside, do nothing and learn that way. And that was the absolute worst way to do it because Mm -hmm. a self-love journey is not only for yourself. Um, You have to have that support system. So that was something that I was not doing. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, is I'm glad you say that because it is very misleading because, you know, self-love, you think, oh, I'm in charge of this on my own, but you're not because like for me, and I know Kinsey, that's actually where we met was in the gym. That was a hobby me, her and I both had. And 
to be honest with you, even when you're on that self-love journey, there were days where like I personally wouldn't want to go to the gym. I wouldn't want to do that hobby that would make me happy. But I would see someone like Kinsey or one of my other buddies there. And, you know, they just make a, a positive comment to you. You know, they just say something little and it's like, okay, you know what? I'm fine. I can do this. And it's little yeah. things like that where it's not like people are like actually backpacking you through this like self-love journey. But having positive people around you helps so much through the process, especially on the days where, you know, you might lose track, you might lose sight of like why you're even doing this. I, mm -hmm. I think it's a really big help. Yeah. And I also, I was not comfortable with even being alone. Even though I was like self-isolating myself, I still wasn't even comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that's a big part of it too. Question. So would that just be like you going out in public? Like it's like if you were going somewhere, you wanted someone with you kind of thing? Uh, well, yeah, in a sense, like, okay, I want to go to dinner. You know, I always had to have somebody with me. But it could be as little as even just taking that first step and getting to the gym. I never yeah. even wanted to do that because that was just, you know, that was too much for me. And I just wanted to self-isolate and hope and pray that everything was just going to get better by sitting in my house. Exactly. So would you say when you were just at your low point, not having that self-love was driving other just mental issues or mental challenges for yourself? Yeah, I, I definitely would say that. Um, so my self-love journey actually kind of can be looked at as a trifecta. Um, my self-love journey did not start with, okay, I'm going to go learn to love myself. It started with, I need to heal. I need to have that self-growth and then I can learn to love myself. But also looking back, you almost need those three together mm -hmm. in order to truly love yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had to, my self-love journey didn't start with loving myself. It started with healing. Okay. Well, and I do want to touch on some more of the things because you talked about not having hobbies, but what were some of the other things that drove you into starting that healing process? Yeah. Um, it was more so like, I mean, it's just the little thing, the little things like I, aside from that relationship, um, I, you know, I'm in the military, we constantly have to move around and pick mm -hmm. up and restart. So going through that process, I, you know, if you're in the military, you, you literally have no friends. Mm -hmm. I moved out here not too long ago and I had no friends. Yeah. So the military was also kind of a big aspect of that. Yeah. Um, because what people don't realize is, or what I failed to realize when I was like, yeah, I'm going to join the military is I'm going to be by myself 99% of the time. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Well, and so, you know, being alone too, you know, being alone, not having hobbies, not really having people to lean on and then losing your mom, like <laughs> that's a lot for someone to endure. And, you know, personally speaking, you know, with self-love, I think when you get to points like that too, I personally would wake up and I would just be in like a funk and I wouldn't really know why, you know, I would, and I'm the kind of girl, like I like, you know, looking cute, dressing cute. That like makes me feel good. And people talk about that all the time, like looking good, feeling good. But there would be points where I would even wear an outfit that I thought was cute. I'd put makeup on and I'm like, I feel like it sounds stupid, but I'd be like, I feel so ugly. Like, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do any, like, I just wasn't confident in myself. And I know it sounds stupid, but like, my outward appearance like was not okay with me I just felt so down on myself and that 
wasn't driven by the fact that I didn't like how I looked. It was like I was so bogged down. I was so down on myself in this funk and I couldn't even explain why that Mm -hmm. every good thing about myself, I turned into a negative because I had this tunnel vision on, you know, like I'm not good enough. I can't do anything right. I don't even know what I'm doing kind of mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, uh, I did the same thing. And I mean, it's easy to say I don't do that anymore, but realistically, like we're all going to continue to do it, whether we have that self love or not. Um, But I always found myself on social media and comparing myself and okay, well, what's wrong with me? Why Mm -hmm. do they look like that? And Mm -hmm. trying to almost like mirror myself with how other people would look. Like I wouldn't even be myself because I'm like, you know what? I I admire this person. I envy this person. I want to look like them. I want to do what they're doing. And Mm -hmm. I would just mirror them. I didn't even like know how to be without that. No, exactly. Well, and I actually just recently took like a month long break off of, okay, TikTok I would do as like my guilty pleasure at night just because it makes me laugh. But like Instagram, I stopped going on there just because the fact that I enjoy fitness a lot. I follow a lot of fitness influencers. And like you said, there can be that comparison that becomes super unhealthy because it's like, yeah, especially in the fitness world, I, I... brag about it all the time but body dysmorphia is a true thing and you see people's bodies and you're like okay you've been working out that like the same amount of time I have and we don't even look the same you know and you don't realize it's way more than just that but even people that have more money than you you know at our age there's people getting married and having babies and neither of us are married or have babies so it's just it's hard to see people at different parts and times of their lives because we're not all at the same point Mm -hmm. and that can just yeah it can turn into a lot of judgmental thought on your own behalf right and and I mean after getting out of that long-term relationship it's easy to be like well what's wrong with me why didn't it work out Mm -hmm. and to continuously question yourself and have that self-doubt but even with my mom like I was at such a low point in my life losing my mother that it was like, well, I lost him, so, and I lost my mom, so I should probably just go and, like, you know, it was almost like getting to suicidal thoughts because I just lacked that self-love. I lacked that internal um, healthy emotions and truly learning myself inside before I continue with anything else. Yeah. Did you ever have that moment where you like were at such a low point, you almost asked yourself, like, is there something wrong with me? You know, because of mm-hmm. all the everything you were dealing with. All the, I mean, all the time, I still ask myself that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it can be as simple as like, I'm having issues at work. And it's like, yep. well, what's wrong with me? Why aren't they hearing me out? Or mm-hmm. what, like, am I not coming across with my job correctly? It doesn't even have to necessarily be with the um, like hardships I've been through. It's just an everyday life struggle. Like yeah. even though I'm on my self love journey, I feel like I'm always going to be on a self love journey. It doesn't yeah. end. Yeah, and that's a very good point to make too. <laughs> I wish that it would be a point where like you could do the self love journey once and then you were good forever, but there's so many things in your life that can allow you to backtrack. So that's why it's really important to get a good foundation of what helps 
And that might mm-hmm. even constantly change as you get older and you, you know, create more hobbies, make more and different friends, you know, you move around. So like I said, finding the things that heal you and give you that peace is really important because like Kenzie said, you're never just right. going to be self-love good forever because it will fluctuate. So what were the things you started to do to start the healing process once you had gone through just all of these trials and tribulations? Yeah, so honestly, it it really started with just accepting for accepting me for where I was at. That was the the biggest step and probably mm-hmm. one of the hardest steps to take is just that first one of like actually realizing, you know what, I'm in this situation. And I need to accept it. And now moving forward, I had to get comfortable with doing things on my own, whether it be, hey, I'm going to go take myself to dinner or I'm just going to I'm going to go to the gym. I mean, I met you. I met you at the gym. That was, <laughs> I, think I actually met you like shortly after I started that little journey. So that's funny. Because well, um, we started working out together. That was so fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, but even then, like, it it was as little as I was neglecting my self-care. Like I wasn't giving mm-hmm. myself to decompress from the day. I was constantly like on my phone and mm-hmm. from like morning till night. It's, yeah. It was ridiculous. So I've learned to, you know, I, in order to, for me to personally decompress, I need to set my phone aside for an mm-hmm. hour or two before bed. Mm-hmm. I need to, um, you know, I got into cooking. I learned how to make bread. <laughs> That's amazing. Not, yeah, not be, not for like any other reason, but because I'm like, you know what? I really don't have a hobby. Yeah, and I'm not an artist by any means. So uh-huh. let's let's learn to make bread. So like that is awesome. As, yeah, it could go as little as like, you know, what? I'm gonna just learn a new recipe, and mine was just bread. Yeah. So. But, okay, bread's kind of hard to make. I don't know. Like, kudos to you good that's to my own yeah no but that's good because the phone thing I agree with wholeheartedly because if I analyze the days of the week where because I have the days where I'm on my phone way more than I am on certain days and to be honest the days where I'm not on my phone as much end up being way better days and like I said it's a great thing to have but you can you can over what's what's sort of looking for i don't i I thought overdose but you can't overdose on your um overconsumption of anything can be really really bad for you so that's something too is you really want to regulate your screen time because that's a really big component of it and you're wasting time you know the time that you're scrolling on instagram you could be making bread or you know just finding a hobby there's dancing there's sports there's there's so many ways, and especially now that we have the internet, there's so many ways to find things to do. You know, you just have to take the initiative. And it's hard. I'm not making it sound like it's easy because it's not. Like to take those first steps, it takes a lot. But when you get to that point, you at least need to know that there are resources at your fingertips that you can use. Right. And I mean, um, like when I first moved out here to California, like I was saying, I didn't have any friends and I just, you know, it's very yeah. easy to get depressed and start neglecting certain things in your life, mm-hmm. like your self care or going to the gym and going through the things that you were once starting to do to make yourself feel better and happier and all that. It's easier. Mm-hmm. It's, 
it's difficult to like move around like how I do and mm-hmm. pick those things right back up. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. Um, it's uncomfortable. I'm in, I'm living in uncomfortable situations where I don't know a place. I don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things I did when I moved out here is I packed up the dog and we just went for a trip. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but I mean, le- I learned so much through that because that was so unlike me. I was so uncomfortable yeah. doing it. I would never have seen myself doing this before, but I mm-hmm. learned so much. And now I know like, Hey, I took that first step and mm-hmm. I know that I can do it. I got out of being uncomfortable and now I can move forward knowing I've already done that. I've done this and mm-hmm. we can do it again. Well, and that's the thing. You're, you're going to be uncomfortable. Uh, being completely honest from me and Kenzie to you, that is how you evolve is being uncomfortable and putting yourself in situations that you didn't think you would. Because like you said, you know, you had a hard time doing things alone and you taking your dog, going on walks, going on adventures. That is a stepping stone to start meeting people. Because then, you know, you go, guys go somewhere, you meet somebody, you make friends. And mm-hmm. like you said, you just have to take that first step. And I can honestly, not at the magnitude that you've done it, but my boyfriend and I moved to his town, which is a really small town. All my, like, I don't have any friends here. I basically have him. I have his family here, but that's it. And, you know, I go to the gym and I see girls there and it was funny. We came home because I'm used to like having you, like we had, I had a really good friend group at the gym that I used to go to back in my college town where I met Kinsey. And so Going to this gym, you know, not really knowing anybody, I would come home and I'd tell my boyfriend, like, there's this girl at the gym. Like, I want to go say hi to her, but I'm too big of a weenie. Like, I want to make friends. And I hate to say that literally the three girls I've made friends with, they all came up to me first. I never had the courage in me to do it. But that's the thing is, you know, you have to realize, like, because even talking to them, one of the girls was like, I was really nervous to just come up to you. And she took that uncomfortable step and just, and now we're buddies, you know? So you want to take the initiative because to be honest, I'm lucky that I have other people that were around me that did, but you have to take control out of the things that are in your grasp. You know, you can't just pass that off onto other people. And that was like, what I told myself is like, we are going to start making more friends in 2024. We're going to go up to people and start conversations because I'm yeah. just, I'm an, I'm an introvert, you know, like I'm, a, I'm an extroverted introvert. And that can make me really lonely because, like you said, you know, you can't make friends by not going out places and not putting yourself in that uncomfortable situation to go talk to somebody. Absolutely. And and it almost, I mean, it really just stems into like you're, you're kind of self-sabotaging. I, I do that quite often. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to teach myself to stop, but it's so <laughs> easy to do that. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, you self-sabotage, you miss out on opportunities, you miss out Mm -hmm. on that growth. Um, That's still something that I'm personally trying to work through. But without that first step and getting in that uncomfortability, then I don't know how you're going to ever make that growth. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot. You might hate me for asking you this because we've, I asked you once you moved out there because that's the thing, like me and Kinsey, we don't talk like all the time, but we'll check it and talk every once in a while. And you know, when she first got out there, obviously she had told me, you know, because we're kind of similar, like I don't blame her. I probably would have zero friends out there as of right now. 
but I asked him like have you made friends and this was when she had like just you were probably out there for like maybe a month when I asked you this too like you had not been out there very long but have you made a friend outside of work yet or like not even a friend but like have you went up and like talked to somebody like met somebody outside of work um I'm not gonna lie to you (laughs) I I did not mean to put you on the spot (laughs) no you're fine um, so I actually don't have too many work friends. So most of my friends are outside of work. Um, and I, I don't want to say I've really gone up to somebody and been like, hey, you know, want to be friends? It's more, so, <laughs> it's more so like friends that I've already made have introduced me to their friends, but I've made the initiative outside of that mutual friend we have to hey, you want to grab coffee? Like, hey, do you want to hang out? And that's very much so out of my comfort zone because it's just awkward, you know? Like, (laughs) Yeah, no, but I'm glad you say that because that's what I was getting at. Like, because that was honestly when you had gotten out there, I just figured with other military people, I mean, you're working around them, you know, so that it's easy to make friends with people you work with. But that's awesome. And like you said, it's uncomfortable because I think the same way it's almost like I take friendships the same way as like I would dating sometimes like I don't want to I don't want them to think I'm weird or like crazy or something Mm -hmm. odd so you know you'll give yourself that negative self-talk to be like I shouldn't I shouldn't reach out I'll just let them do it and that's my like personally uh, that's why I'm kudos to you because I I have a hard time with it. That's awesome, though. That's how you grow. That's how you evolve. Yeah. So listen to Kinsey. Do not take. Don't be an Alex. Yeah. So I, just, I mean, I re- sorry. I no, I remember like when I made that first like step of like, hey, do you want to grab coffee? And it's always so like I want to invite our mutual friend. Of course, like it just makes the yeah. most sense for our mutual friend to be there. Yeah. But there's gonna be where. Our mutual friend can't be there. So when I took that step and we're going to get coffee, we're just kind of sitting there. We don't really know each other. And yeah, we're both sitting there like, hi, <laughs> like almost like, we're, <laughs> like we didn't know how to be ourselves because we weren't comfortable yet. But now yeah. that we are, it's, I mean, I'm like, great. Now we have so much to talk about. And they have taught me just a lot, honestly, a lot. Um, yeah, they're one of them is the reason for why I made bread. Yay! That's great! (laughs) Well, and you have to think that to yourself, too. Like, every situation, and it's hard to see it once you're, you know, friends with somebody for so long, but there was that awkward getting-to-know-each-other kind of phase, and we almost forget about that. And, you know, I love that we're talking about this because I have felt so lonely being an adult because after college or, you know, once you get older and you're not going to school with people anymore, you're not forced to be around people you know, all the time and you have to fend for yourself and, you know, make friends and go out into the world, it can be so hard on people. And that's why people have such a hard time with self-love, with, you know, their own mental health, because like Mm -hmm. I said, I personally went through it when I moved up here, you went through it. And that's why I'm really glad that you've talked about, you know, what you've done to almost bridge that gap and that you're talking about. It's normal for their, you know, when you're first getting to know someone, it's going to be a little weird and awkward, you know, but just be yourself. And if there's supposed to be someone in your life, you know, don't shy away from it. Definitely put that effort in, but you can't, you know, the universe will put those people in your life, take people out as it, they, as it pleases. 
you just have to be yourself and do what's in your control. So what are what are some other healing things that you did in this self-love journey of yours? Um, I had to learn to date myself. Um, and what that looked like for me, which of course this, this can be different for everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. that was truly learning to sit with my emotions, to embrace the pain and the feelings I had for all the situations I've been through that way it doesn't start reflecting in other areas in my life. Okay. Um, because Dive into that a little deeper. Um, so with my previous boyfriend, I very much so gained an insecurity with, okay, was I not good enough? Why didn't we work out? What, what, like, mm-hmm. what was that reasoning? So it led to insecurity, which then would lead to, okay, I'm going to go to the gym and go into this hobby, but I'm also going to be super insecure being there and also start negative talking myself while I'm there. And then it would lead to me almost being like a mean girl in a sense. Okay. Like, Wait, so, like, so oh. what do you mean like a mean girl? I'm just, I'm trying to pick your brain. Yeah, no, no. Um, like almost like I would look around and my own insecurities were lashing out to where I was like, you know what, I that girl is here working out all the time. Like, we'll just use you for an example. Mm-hmm. Working out all the time, and my own insecurities were lashing out to where I'm just like, you know what, no, like, she's not, her form isn't even right. Or she's not even really mm-hmm. lifting that much. Like, yep. my own insecurities were lashing out in areas where it, it was just unnecessary, which would lead mm-hmm. to that um, negative talk towards myself, towards everybody. I would just become yeah. a negative person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I can I can even relate, yeah, because you, I think that's important too, and I think that's also why you got to cut people slack too. I know people people can be mean unintentionally, and that's the thing is you're not a mean person. If you know Kinsey, she is one of the most kind-hearted people I know. So you know, okay, that that's personally speaking. I don't. I've never really seen the rage of Kinsey, and it's never and will never be directed towards me so I'm thankful for that but that's the thing is you know you never know what someone's going through and I'm not trying to okay the mean girl you know things going on in your head I think we can all especially like even if you're just in a bad fucking mood you can be judgmental like me if I'm in a bad mood I will be so judgmental towards others granted I won't say anything but Still, it's like I'm pissed off myself, so I'm reflecting it on other people. And the worst Mm -hmm. is when I did this this week, actually. This guy was at the gym and he was like, I don't know why. I was just in a bad mood. I had a bad day. I I was being a little judgmental in my head. And he came up and literally complimented my hip thrust PR. He's like, oh, keep that shit up. That's wild. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I feel like a asshole now. So, yeah, yeah. but that's the thing, too, is it can't start projecting onto other people. Did you ever, like, verbally project onto someone, or was it always, like, a mental thing when you were going through these times? It was very much so a mental thing. Um, There's one situation I can truly think of at the top of my head. Uh, I was getting ready to move out to California, and I was just being a little brat, (laughs) and one of my friends was going to fly into Missouri and she was going to drive, make this drive with me. It took us five days to get here. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just kept butting heads because she wanted to go here. She wanted to take the road trip here and there. And it was irritating me 
because it wasn't my way, but uh-huh. it really stemmed from a place of like insecurity. I yeah. had the like fear of the unknown. I was uncomfortable mm-hmm. with moving out here to begin with. And we were trying to go to these unknown places. Like it just all, <laughs> all stemmed uh-huh. from insecurities that I had with myself that we yeah. actually got into an argument and I was about to <laughs> about to cancel her and like you cannot come with me on this road trip anymore because it's not my way. <laughs> when I am really losing your ticket out. from the road trip. <laughs> Sorry, you don't have the golden ticket no more. <laughs> that's um, oh, that's funny. I mean, yeah, it just it stemmed from my own like insecurity, my own mm-hmm. I guess like worries in my head of like. I'm about to be even I'm I'm already, I'm already going to be uncomfortable because I'm moving to an unknown place and mm-hmm. now you want me to go here and there on the way there you're stressing me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But that's and, and I know a lot of people that get like that too and that's the thing is that's why you know this is self-love and it's something that can be affected by the smallest things like things get stressful in your life you have because I think a part of self-love is just confidence and just what will be will be you know trusting what goes on and when you're lacking self-love I think part of it can also be just wanting to have this like control over everything because it's like you can't control your own self like you don't have that self-love you don't feel like you can control that so you want to have control over all these other things that you think you have control over because like my mom does it and honestly I do it but like you said it's like you're nervous about something happening. Like before my pageant came, I was, I don't think anybody liked me to be honest with you because you're so stressed about something that, like you said, you're stressed about the unknown. So mm-hmm. you take grab of the things that are in your control and it doesn't always come off the raw, the right way. So did you talk to your friend? Like, did you ever have the like, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm like stressed out. Or did you just kind of let it be and keep going with it? So we actually like talked it out and it started with, I started people pleasing. I became that yes man. Mm-hmm. Because I, I knew I was being a brat. Yep. So it started with, yes, we can do this. Or yes, we can go there. But mm-hmm. realistically, that's not what I wanted to do. So yeah. I had to also like toughen up and just like uh-huh. bite that bullet of, you know what? I need to actually be truthful with her because now I'm self-sabotaging yep. things on my end. Um, so we did have the conversation and I finally was like, here's what I think. I have these three options. What are yours? I had to just uh, eventually like, like compromising. Yeah, exactly. I I love how you tied that together. So when you were going through, you know, just trying to do these things that healed you, were there times where like, you're like, okay, this is going good, but then you would backtrack from kind of where you think you got to? Um, absolutely. Uh, I don't think, I mean, I personally do <laughs> can say I do not wake up every day and I'm going to be like, you know what? I love myself today. Like, there's always going <laughs> to yeah. be those days yep. where you like, you got the ups and downs, the ups and downs. Um, so it's not easy. I I mean, that was an everyday thing. That was an mm-hmm. everyday thing for me. It yeah. wasn't, I had to continuously push through things to, again, leading back to that self-growth, healing, mm-hmm. to get to that self-love. I had to keep doing that stuff. I had to have that self-growth to get to where I was comfortable in a situation or with something so I can 
have that love for myself, either doing that or being comfortable with myself. Okay. So walk me through a day full of like self-love, like doing things that are beneficial to you that make you feel good that you've picked up on. Like starting from like waking up to going to bed and you don't have to like super detail everything, but just pinpoint things maybe that you've kind of incorporated into your life that have been helpful. Absolutely. Um, So I normally start off with doing the little ice roller on my face. Mm-hmm. If you guys have not tried it, it is the great. Just, kind of one, yeah, one, it wakes you up and then your skin is glowing. Mm-hmm. So you just already feel confident starting the day like that. <laughs> um, and then I, I'm a very much so like a morning person. I know okay. we used to go to the gym in the evening and then I moved out here and everybody uh-huh. and their mom was at the gym in the evening. So <laughs> well, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. So I became a, a, a morning person at the gym. Um, and just like starting my day off with even going to the gym, getting that out of the way mm-hmm. is like, wow, I already made like one big step in my day. Yep. Um, and then I come home, I get ready for the day and I go to work. I don't have my phone at work. I don't have my phone for nice. six to eight hours a day. And that used to not be like that. But with my new job, it is. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that has been the best thing for me is just stop being glued to my phone. Yeah, living in the moment and actually truly, truly being there with people. Yep. Because yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to just like be a robot. Um, and then mm-hmm. I just I come home and I decompress a little bit. And what that looks like is I have a dog, so we'll go for a run, we'll go for a walk. I'm a very like active person, so yeah. my journey is going to higher around being like in the gym or being active, and more so around like my uh, physical health. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I come home and after we go and run, I come home and I'll either watch a movie, um, make some bread, make a new recipe. <laughs> I'm so happy about this bread thing. I have to keep mentioning. I was going to say, honestly, I feel like we need to get some bread recipes to put on the page after this. People are going to want some inquiries about your bread recipes. Um, I mean, yeah. And then before bed, I put my phone down and I yeah. read a book. I just mm-hmm. truly have that time with myself to, Hey, I'm going to make a plan or a schedule for the next day. I'm a routine mm-hmm. type of person. So it's easy for me to do that. Yeah. Um, well, and routine I think is important too, just because I think if you have a routine, you can see the progress you've made through the day, which I think is a really important thing because it shows you, like you said, you're actually getting stuff done, like going to the gym in the morning. I have yet to be a morning gym person, but I, the mornings I do do it, it feels amazing because you're like, I just got that out of the way. I have my whole day ahead of me now. So that's the thing. A morning routine and a night routine, I want to put a ton of emphasis on because if you have a really busy schedule, having a night and morning routine are two really big things that can be so helpful just for promoting the self-love. Because like you said, you know, I'm not an early gym person, but you know, people rave about the whole waking up early because you just have time to yourself, whether it's an hour early, two hours early, where people aren't bugging you, work's not pressed on you. You know, you can take that time for yourself. You know, Kinsey will do the gua sha. For me, I'll read the Bible. I'll, you know, do my affirmations. I'll journal in the morning. I have my little uh, vision board, you know, I'll look at while I'm journaling. Everybody mm-hmm. finds something that just makes them feel good. And it's to the point where, like, personally, I look forward to my morning and night routines because 
it's just like it's me time you know like i can focus on my goals on the things i want to do um you know because that's the thing i'm writing down goals you know things i'm working towards and that might not be for you some people might wake up and start cooking something you know want to cook themselves a nice breakfast um and even having a cup of coffee like i mean it doesn't have to be something crazy and like Mm -hmm. uh, leading back to social media you know people are now making tiktoks and reels of like um they're if they're like a nine to five job or like follow me with my day Mm -hmm. which is great that's freaking awesome i love it i love Mm -hmm. seeing how other people do that um but don't compare yourself to Mm -hmm. what they're doing or don't what i was doing mirroring yourself and doing that just because they're doing it thinking it's gonna well those are the highlights they're showing the highlights i'm pretty sure they're not doing a come with me on a shitty day of the week where everything at work goes wrong you know like you're seeing the positive of it you know and you have to keep that in mind because like you said i like how you say you can just even drink a cup of coffee get a book like just time for yourself to do something that just makes you happy and i will say it takes time to find that and i think that's one of the harder parts of the whole self-love thing is finding your release the thing that makes you feel safe and comfortable that you know when life is crazy and you have all this stuff going on especially too you know i get overwhelmed easily like if i know i have a busy day you know like i have a lot of meetings at work i have to do stuff after work it gets to the point where i get so stressed out i almost want to cancel things going on because i'm like i i don't know if i can handle this like it's it's a lot Mm -hmm. but that's the thing is taking the morning to just take control out of everything you know i can look at my schedule be like okay you know what it's not as bad as i thought it was going to be like this is fine you just have to give yourself that time because 24 hours is not enough time in the day you know so i I highly recommend if you can plan your day out just so like i said if you want to have that control over what's going on it helps a lot and then a morning and nighttime routine like kinsey said hobbies 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 you need hobbies I don't know why we just talk about having hobbies when we're young. It's so important to have hobbies when you're older because th- it also, saves you. Having those hobbies make you your own person. Yes. And, and like also like you were saying with time, you have to make time because mm-hmm. it is not going to be given to you. Yeah. And that's why uh, when I was saying like, yes, self-love in a sense is a lot of things you have to do on your own. But it can even be like, you know, you mentioned being stressed. It can Mm -hmm. even be as little as if you're stressed with work, going and asking your support system of, hey, I have a lot on my plate right now. Can Mm -hmm. you help me? Um, Like it it can be something as little as that. Yeah. Well, and don't be afraid to ask for help. And that's, I tell you what, that's another thing I don't just see within myself. I know so many people that have such a hard time asking for help. And I get it, you know, like. One, I think my biggest thing and why I don't is I I know how stressful life can be and I never want to burden someone else with what I have going on or what I need them to do. It's like, I, I can handle this. Like, I don't want to be a burden to anybody else. But that's the thing is you can't fear that because what it comes down to is if someone sees you asking for help when you need it, 
And like I said, when you need it, if you're someone who just mooches off other people, nobody's going to want to help you. But when you need help and you're not afraid to ask for it, the person you ask, they see what you're doing. So, you know, maybe when they need help, they're like, hey, can you help me with this? And it just makes that open platform of, you know, nobody's afraid to reach out. And I think that's what people, you know, even are scared. Like, I don't want to ask them for help because what if they think I'm stupid? What if they think I can't do this and like to the level that I can do it at? You know, and that's where that self-doubt comes. They don't want other people doubting them, which you shouldn't. You know, everybody needs help. We can't do all these things alone, you know? So like I said, I think it opens up the waters to making other people feel comfortable to start also asking for that help when they need it. Because let's be real, we all need it at at some point in our lives. All need it, yeah. And um, like we've mentioned before, if you don't take that first step of getting comfortable, asking for help, having that self-growth, it's going to lead into other aspects in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether it's hard to realize when you're in the moment because you're blindsided, but whether mm-hmm. you realize it or not, just something as little as like, hey, I'm stressed at work. I'm going to go ask for some help. That's actually helping you and your self-love in the long run because, hey, now you ask for help. You're decompressing. You're minimizing your stress. So now you can go home have that in the back burner and take care of yourself a little bit more mm-hmm. and do something else because you're no longer putting all your time, effort and energy into that one thing that you're stressed about or multiple things you're stressed about. Yeah. Would you agree that you can damage the relationships around you if you don't seek help or you don't focus on loving yourself? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful. This kind of goes back to that conversation I had with my friend about moving across the country. Uh, I'm grateful she's a great person and is just so uh, open-minded and just so like, I don't, I don't even know. She was just so appreciative of me and always so supportive of me, mm-hmm. but it could have took a, a complete left turn that I could have completely ruined that friendship yeah. because my own insecurities and whatever I was lacking was leading into that. Yeah. Um, and that goes with anything. Like if you mm-hmm. don't take the those steps, that, that can mm-hmm. go into anything in your life. You can yeah. ruin things before they even become a thing. Yeah. Well, and personally, like when I struggle with self-love, I just shut down and I stop talking to people and I get worried that I'm harming some of the relationships in my life because people don't understand. If you don't tell them, they can't read your mind. They don't know what you're going through. But it's almost like I don't even know how to have that conversation, nor do I want to tell someone, hey, like, I'm having a hard time. I don't really feel like talking. You know, I'm more focused on trying to get myself back together. And like Mm -hmm. I said, you know, some people, they don't understand that because how could they? You don't tell them. So I do think, you know, even if you can't in the moment be like, Hey, you know, I'm struggling, just give me some time or any, that's the thing. Like, I don't even know what could you even say to somebody? Cause that's something like I personally struggle with is, you know, when I'm taught, I normally do it after the fact. And I don't think that that's bad, but some people it's like, once it's too far gone, depending on the friendship, some people understand. And I feel like some people don't, Right. but that's normally my thing is like, after the fact, I'm like, Hey, sorry. Like, I had a lot going on. I was trying to get, okay, that's what I would say. I was trying to get my life together. You know, sorry, I was absent for a little bit. But I don't know, what what would you say in a situation like that? I would say, um, honestly, it's going to come from a sense of 
like compromising and being able to know like, hey, this is where I was wrong. I know I was wrong. Mm -hmm. And this is what I'm going to do the next time to make it better. Mm -hmm. Or what would you like me to do? Because obviously it's a two-way street. What I may think is Mm -hmm. the best route to go, they might have something different, which again, leading back to that compromising and meeting in the middle with your friends, your boyfriend, your family, whatever Mm -hmm. the situation may be. Yeah. It's that, yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's important, especially when you care about someone just having that conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. There was something I also wanted to hit on as far like going back to a long-term relationship and Mm -hmm. getting out of that. Um, It's kind of like turned my wheels (laughs) up there. Um, When I got out of that relationship, I had so many insecurities and leading back to that, like I did, I was thinking like, I'm not enough, whatever. Mm -hmm. But also I grew because I eventually learned like, Hey, these are things that I don't like in a relationship. These are things that I don't want in a guy, which is where like the self love come self love journey came into play. Cause it's like, now I wasn't people pleasing. Now I was setting better standards for myself because I Mm -hmm. truly knew myself. Um, And that can even go with like your, your friends, like you outgrow friends all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe just realizing like, you're always in a season of growing. You're not yeah. always going to be the same person. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's hard to transition to because like I said, you know, we go from, you know, growing up in school, always having like, we just always have people around us. And that's the hardest thing that I've realized that comes with adulthood is like you said, you outgrow friends, you outgrow relationships. You can even outgrow family members there. Things change a lot when you get older and you're not the same person. The people around you aren't the same people and that's okay. It's normal. It's natural. But like you said, learning from the relationships you've been in to be able to be like, okay, this is what I look for in a friend or a boyfriend or girl, you know, because Mm -hmm. then that will make your circle and the people you start inviting in, you're more confident in your relationship because you're like, I was so picky and I knew what I wanted. And I'm not saying, you know, because like you said, we're always in growing seasons. It's not like people won't grow out of the person you met them to be when you're an adult. That happens. But I think the important thing is just standing your ground because then you start people pleasing. You know, if people start, you know, growing into someone that isn't the person that you first met nor want to be friends with, one, just evaluate. Be like, is this a good enough friend for me to be like, hey, you know, are you okay? You know, you're not really seeming like yourself. I mean, or if you realize, you know, maybe they've just grown up and we're not for each other, just start to back off, you know, but you don't want to compromise your own growth because of someone else and how they're acting and how you know because like she said people pleasing is a really quick way into that self like it's it's a way to self self sabotage yourself and to lose all the traction you got in the self-love it was all a lot of s's i kind of got mumbled there yeah i know um you said you mentioned stand your ground um and early like in the beginning of this we had talked about like understanding your feelings. Well, you can't stand your ground if you don't even understand your feelings. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So I think again, people need to learn or I guess like we should all learn to sit with ourselves. Mm-hmm. You have to sit with yourself. You have to understand your emotions, your feelings in order to stand your ground in order mm-hmm. to have those like, no, I don't like this. Otherwise, it's just going to yeah. turn toxic. 
toxic. It's going to turn unhealthy and you're just going to be in this vicious cycle of, yeah, well, (laughs) exactly. Well, and you have to be honest with yourself too, because you know, what I thought of when you were saying that it's like, let's take a relationship, for example, you know, you got out of a relationship, you have trust issues with people. Let's just say that you got out of a relationship with someone who was, there was a lot of infidelity. You couldn't trust them very much. And you kind of see yourself, because I see this a lot with people, they go into other, not even just romantic relationships, but just all of the relationships they have. And they're like one foot in, one foot out. And you really can't grow in a relationship being half in, half out. Mm -hmm. But the reason why they're like that is because, you know, they don't sit down and think to themselves like, okay, this person did this, this, and this, that, you know, like, see where it comes from, like backtrack and see why you're acting the way you are, because carrying on past trauma does not help your self-love. I'm telling you that first and foremost, like, yes, you're protecting because that's the thing you hear people like, oh, I'm just protecting myself. Well, to to a point, but you can't really yeah. bond or get to know somebody when you're not fully into that relationship. So you're protecting right. yourself, quote unquote, but you're not doing anything beneficial for yourself either. Because like I said, you're really not going to develop a true relationship and that's what you're aiming for. That's what you want. So just having that sit down real conversation of, okay, this is what this person did to me, why I act like this this is what I need to look for in people, like the attributes in people moving forward. So I don't have to keep acting like this. So I don't have to be a quote unquote crazy partner because, right. you know, not everybody's going to do that to you. You know, you have to, like I said, just dig deep and be honest with yourself about situations you've been through. Exactly. And, and you always want to give yourself the best or excuse me, you always want to give everyone the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. So like you said, you have to do all those things in order to do that. It's just kind of like, it's starting to seem like an, a, a, like one after another effect from everything. Yeah. Um, but, but it really so. is because it starts with you. And like I mm-hmm. said, I feel like once you know what you want and what you're looking for, stick to it. Like we said, you know, like Right. Don't ease up on it because once you start getting those bad friends or bad relationships, it's so hard to get rid of them. And then you're starting back over from where you're at. So, you know, it can be hard and sometimes you learn a little too late or you learn the hard way. But like I said, once you've made that improvement within yourself, don't let up on it. Don't let people just stay in your lives that don't deserve to be in your life, you know? Because you don't want to be people pleasing and be the yes man. Exactly. Back to that. You can't just mm-hmm. allow people to be in your life because, oh, like, I don't want to be mean or I don't want to upset them. Like, exactly. No, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. do what is right for you because, I mean, I'm sorry, but you, if you don't have yourself, who do you have? Truly. Yep. You, I you mean, go to my bed mom with yourself every mom. night. You're, you, yep. you are your ride or die, you know? You, the way you look at yourself in the mirror is more important than the way anybody else looks at you. Exactly. Because, I mean, you don't you don't go live my life for me. Mm-hmm. It's me. It yep. starts with me. It starts with you. It starts with your own self. <laughs> exactly. No, rightfully put. So that was the next thing I wanted to get into, and I think we've transitioned pretty well. But, you know, when you go, when you go through these things – what do you do when you start seeing things distract you from doing 
doing the things that make you feel good. You know, maybe there's someone in your life that might not be the best person and you see yourself, you know, feeding into them too much or you start, you know, prioritizing, you know, going to the bars and drinking, like doing things that are not good for you because of the influence of others instead of the things that are good for you. Like how how do you keep from that distraction or losing sight of where you are at in your journey this far? Right. Um, so for me personally, it comes with, uh, it comes from self-discipline and mm-hmm. because I'm military, that comes a little easy for me um, at mm-hmm. times. And I'm, I don't know if I mean, it's going to be different. Everyone's story is going to be different, but it, it just ties down to like, I have a strong um, self-discipline. I, mm-hmm. if this person does not like check that box. I'm not mean, but it's like, you know, there's nothing that you can offer me that is mm-hmm. improving things in my life. And I am acknowledging that. Yep. So for me, it's that self-discipline and then stepping back and acknowledging it. It's mm-hmm. easy to get blindsided, um, but you always have to resort to your own morals and values. Yeah. You always have to. Exactly. Um, and I love and that you... I love that you say the whole like, you know, you want to surround yourself with people that serve a positive purpose in your life. And, you know, a big part of that, too, is a lot of people you meet are not going to serve a really big beneficial purpose in your life. But that doesn't mean you're an asshole to them. You know, I I'm nice right. I'm around people like it's like work, for instance, when you go work at an office. There's a lot of people in there that don't serve the best positive purpose in my life. But I go up to them, I'll still crack jokes with them. Like, I'm just not inviting them over for, you know, drinks or watching movies. So that's where you really have to be picky. Because we're not saying, oh, like, be mean or don't talk to. But the people that you give that personal time to, the extra time to, that's where you have to be picky. And like she said, you know, be around people that make you feel good and that you help them feel good. And while I say that symbiotic relationship we learned about it in science when we were in school both parties have to benefit that is i think another really big issue with self-love i've gotten into friendships where it was completely one-sided and Mm -hmm. it sucks because when you're there for somebody when they need it but then when you need it they don't really give a brown it's hurtful and that right there makes you feel alone and it makes you like what's wrong with me you know why why don't i have someone here like that is a big thing, especially, I don't want to say just with girls, but girls can be mean, especially when it comes to just being friends with girls, because we talk more about our emotions. We're more open about that kind of stuff with each other. And I think that's why we see it more is because we're more emotionally open to being emotional. So that's the thing is, you know, emotionally inclined. <laughs> so it's been a long week thank goodness it's friday (laughs) but that's the thing is i think with girls you know we see that a lot is just not having that the same energy so i think that's also something important while you're going through this journey to just surround yourself with like-minded people that care about you just as much as you care about them absolutely Uh, especially because I mentioned before your self-love journey isn't just by yourself. So you need that Mm -hmm. support system. You need that. You need those family members. You need those friends. Mm -hmm. Um, But just because you have them, you also need to make sure that they are going to support you in the right way. There's a difference between supporting somebody and then it being like in a negative way or not truly fully supporting them and then truly Mm -hmm. supporting them 
versus having like having those hard conversations of like, hey, you want to do this, but I just I don't think that's mm-hmm. a good idea for you. Um, like for an example, one of my friends out here, we were talking about uh, getting a place together and mm-hmm. going over finances, and we're both in different places in life to where I had to have that tough conversation of, Hey, I love you. I'd love to live with you, mm-hmm. but some there, I feel like you should stay living at home, save the money yeah. because, you know, I had to not be selfish and like have those tough conversations, but that was because I was supporting her. I had, I was there for her in a good way versus like me yeah. just allowing her to move in with me and okay now she's living paycheck to paycheck but I don't care because those are paid well and that's the thing and I love that you say that because you want to give the same energy like we said you know you were looking out for her because if roles were reversed you would want her looking out for you in that same way because like you said just because you benefit doesn't mean she benefits and then come six months later she's miserable because she barely has enough money to get by and you're like well I have a place to stay I'm good that, that's right, not I, I and that's the thing is I I've seen so many people do that to each other I've seen like oh it just it makes me sad and that's the thing like be picky with your friends be picky with the people you put in your circle because like I said you want people looking out for you the way you would look out for that you know you want it to go both ways so that's awesome I, I like that you put that in there now to kind of wrap things up what are Or what is someone that is struggling with self-love, someone that doesn't know where to start or what to do, what is your best advice for them? It's so cliche. Um, My best advice for them would be accepting it. Accepting you for where you're at. Stop comparing yourself. Stop looking at social media. Everybody's self-love journey is different. and it's it's gonna start with acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. That's because man, if I didn't acknowledge that, woo. Yeah. It would not be. Yeah. Well, and you do have to acknowledge it. You have to realize, like, and it, I think it just starts with like, I'm not happy, because that's where I realized it. It's like I would just wake up didn't have, and this is even with me going to the gym. You know, like you get into those points where it's like. I don't have anything to look forward to. I don't add anything into this world. You know, I get up, I work, go to the gym, come home, don't contribute anything. Like, it starts with you realizing you're not happy and we all deserve to be happy. So the second you realize, like, I'm not happy with where I'm at or what I'm doing, that is your sign. Like, you need to start doing things that make you happy. You need to start that journey of self-love. Evaluate who you're surrounding yourself with, what you're allocating your time to, because Right. That's the thing. If you in hell, if you need to write it down, write down what you do throughout the day to see, okay, where might I be slipping up? Like what might cause me to be happy, unhappy? And if you realize that your whole day is planned out and there's not a single thing on your schedule for the day that is time allocated for yourself, I can tell you right now that's the first problem you're having is because you should have something to look forward to every day. Even if it's literally sitting on your porch in the morning and drinking coffee before you start your day just something little that is just yours nobody can touch it even block off time you know oh i i can't do that at five to six i'm making bread sorry like you know you gotta 
be be don't don't be giving of your own time like i said there's 24 hours in the day you can't get that time back you know be i'm starting to lose my words as we're like starting to get off um being it's not intentful yeah i would say more so like if you can't choose yourself then how can you let somebody else choose you exactly in order like you need to date yourself and in order Mm -hmm. to do that you need to know yourself yeah there's gonna be no self-love journey if you can't Mm -hmm. even do that yep i love it and that honestly that's that's the best way to end it too so i appreciate it kinsey for you coming on here this is a really good conversation to have because like i said i think a lot of people struggle with self-love so i hope our listeners could take some helpful tips and tricks and insight from you know what you've gone through what i've dealt with and you know they can apply it to their own life As we're talking about that, I also want to mention if you or anybody you know is struggling with their mental health, if you go to www.mentalmixology.org, there's a tab full of resources. You can find a lot of these online. Some of them can even point you to facilities close to you. So please check that out if you or, like I said, anyone you know is struggling with mental health. We will be back with more episodes soon. Thank you so much for listening.